arrived at Garden Plots with Skeletor, a show that will inspire you to garden to the very best of your abilities and will discourage you from making mistakes. I'm never going to get used to that. You won't need to. I'm sure this is temporary. I'll be back to Invectives in six weeks. Three months at the outside. I have a plan. You have a lot of plans. You say that with a distinct lack of awe and reverence, but you will see. Riley? Yeah? Would you fetch me my good pen? There's a pen right next to you. It's not my good pen. I need my good pen. For podcasting notes. You never take notes. And why do you need your good pen? These notes, which I'm going to start taking today, are extremely important. I can't leave that in the hands of a lesser pen. So get my good pen from the display cabinet, if you would. You're being annoying on purpose, aren't you? Is this part of your plan? I would never! Me? I'll get the pen. But I don't want to see these notes when we're done. If you're going to do this, I want commitment. I don't have to show you my notes. You're not my third grade teacher. Mm. Hush. You're not even supposed to be allowed in the studio during my recordings. Hard to hold the line with a being that can phase through walls. And yet the power of Grayskull is still only the second most irritating house guest in Snake Mountain. You really need to give him a name. You can't just keep calling him P.O.G. As if it would answer to a name. Maybe it just needs a name it likes. Hey, little guy. How do you like the name Jellybean? Well, while you continue surveying the power of Grayskull about monikers, I would like to draw our audience's attention to the plant of the episode. The snake plant. You've done the snake plant. One is never done with the snake plant. It is like a gem. It has many facets. One such facet is repotting. Yes, a topic that we have also already covered, but... What if you have a plant you would like to divide and repot, namely a snake plant? Snake plants grow via underground rhizomes, much like ginger, bamboo, and rhubarb. When you see new stalks shooting up beside your snake plant, that is called a pup, and is the result of your snake plant sending out rhizomes under the soil's surface. You can leave the pups attached to your snake plant, but as the pot becomes crowded with new pups, you will find it necessary to divide and repot. Snake plants are tolerant of a little crowding, but if your snake plant and its pups begin to yellow or show any unusual signs of distress, then dividing and repotting is likely your next course of action. Alright, I respect the branding. Calling them pups does make me care about dividing and repotting like 20% more. Little plant puppers. I didn't say anything! Good boy, Biscuit. Love those little snaky pupper boys. Yes, Indeed. And we are not calling it Biscuit. So, dividing and repotting. You will gently remove your snake plant. And as you are all wonderful listeners, I am sure you remember my past instructions, but I don't mind going over it again for new listeners and those of you who dared to... who might have accidentally forgotten, which is no problem at all, and... Could happen to anyone, I'm sure. But for clarity purposes, have your minions help your minions lay out some newspaper to catch the loose potting soil. Ease your plant out by slipping your fingers between the snake plant with your palm down on the soil so you can support the rhizome as you tilt the plant to the side and gently ease the pot from the roots. 
it is fine to let the soil fall away from the rhizome. And I am sure the pot will slip right off, as none of you would risk making your plant root-bound. Oh, why would they not want to risk it? Might something bad happen to them? From someone? Someone really into plants? Plants and cowls? I don't know. Cowls, but not shirts for some reason. Something bad could happen to anyone at any time, Riley. For instance, I could ask someone in this room to go brew me a pot of tea, and that's several floors away, and very tedious to do. I bet someone in this room would hate that. Someone in this room would brew you a pot of heck no. Someone in this room might be worried about their bicycle being turned into a scooter, which, being lower to the ground and operating at lower speeds, is safer. Which means that technically, such a transformation could be interpreted as a good deed. No way, scooters are for dorks. You see my point then? Best not to risk it, and make sure you don't have root-bound plants. Or do other dangerous things, like provoke someone who is so clearly clinging half-heartedly to their remaining shreds of self-control, which is currently being animated by a small, ineffable ball of nigh-incomprehensible power. I swear if you scooterize my so bike- So you will lay your unpotted snake plant gently on its side. Aw, the mama plant's so tired, taking care of them little snake boy plant puppers all day. Brush as much of the dirt as you can away from the rhizome. Make sure that the plant is lying on a solid, flat surface. Take a clean, sharp knife and cut the rhizome connecting the pup from the parent plant. Make sure the rhizome attached to the pup has at least two to three tiny roots coming off of it. Put the new plant pups in their own pot and the parent plant back in its pot. Water thoroughly, then wait for the soil to dry completely before you water again. I like to do this on the terrace dining table. It's weather-resistant, so you can just hose it off after. Wait, there's a terrace? I thought you just had a patio. Did you know about this, Lance? That name is forbidden in this fortress. I went to school with a... Lance. And yes, technically, a patio and a terrace are the same thing, but on Sundays it is a terrace, and it's where brunch is served. I'm not going to eat Eggs Benedict and smoke salmon on a... patio... Why do you think I had the flowy curtains and the little water feature installed out there? I need an ambiance with my mimosa. Otherwise I'm just ruining a perfectly fine glass of orange juice for nothing. The rest of the time it's a patio. Except on alternate Thursdays when it's a lanai. How come I've never been invited to brunch? No one is supposed to be invited to brunch. It is for me and me alone. <laughs> it was for me and me alone. Since the arrival of this tiny menace, I've had to accept a certain amount of Sunday socializing along with my hollandaise. It sounds fun. You know, if you let me come, I bet Dad would totally help me make some top-shelf mini-muffins to bring. I don't bake for just anyone, you know. This is a premium offer. What kind of mini-muffins? Mm. Wait, is that what you want to be called? Is your name Muffin? <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's not really you. You are darned right it's not. Muffin is a name that's going to strike terror into the heart of precisely no one. Darned, huh? Be quiet. Back to baking. I'll let you pick. Peach oatmeal or lavender blueberry? Hmm. Well, peach oatmeal will go better with the rustic tableware. But if I go with lavender, we could have a sheet of lavender tied with twine sitting in an antique milk jug. Hmm. I should really text Whiplash about this. He's planning the menu. Wait. 
Is Hordak going to be there? No, thank Grayskull. He was outraged that the pancakes aren't high-fiber vegan. Yeah, that sounds right. Dad has a special section of his recipe folder that's just recipes Uncle Hordak won't complain about. So far it's empty, but hope springs eternal. I've been meaning to ask, is Hordak related to your mother or father? He's mom's brother. And yet you look, well, not like a whatever Hordak is. I forget, is he a bat? Look, do you want to come to dinner and ask about all the family drama? Because it seriously sounds like you're asking to come to dinner and get all Encyclopedia Brown about this stuff. (laughs) Encyclopedia, my eye socket. If Leroy Brown were half the detective he thinks he is, he would have noticed the torrid subtextual romance flourishing between Bugs Meanie and Sally years ago. Besides, I have no interest in consuming food with your family. Hmm. None. But what I do have an interest in, impressionable listeners, is aiding you in your quest to... gently steer you when you go astray. Which is, of course, completely understandable and fine. We come to leave it to me. Dear Skeletor, I want to up my watering game. I water, but I feel like my watering isn't as routine or as accurate as it could be. My plants are surviving, but there's still occasional leaf drop, and every now and then, a yellow leaf. I know I can do better. How do I go from watering amateur to watering champion? Determined in Drizdos. Well, determined. As it happens, there are numerous methods and tricks to help you home in on the ideal watering schedule for your leafy companions. And you are only covering this now? It is not my fault that there are so many worthy topics to cover regarding plant care. If there's an easy hack that you've been keeping to yourself this whole time, I'm going to get the power of Grayskull to animate your hedge clippers again. Riley, don't even joke about that. The last time that happened, they spent all day chasing Beastman around trying to give him a bowl cut. He was so traumatized that for weeks he kept trying to eat cereal off of a plate. The atrium still smells of spoiled milk. Besides, there is no shortcut for proper plant hydration. All methods of watering accurately require some level of effort and planning. Tell me about it. Firstly, know at what point your plant requires water. Some demand it as soon as the surface of the soil dries. Others can wait until the soil is completely dry. Know also what your plant should look like when it's in the peak of health. How full are the leaves? How thick are they? With that knowledge, we turn to how you can detect the water level of your plants. Sticking your finger into the soil is the simplest. No preparation, no fuss. You insert it into the depth appropriate to your plant. If it's dry, water. If not, leave it be. Pass. I don't like getting soil under my fingernails. Then with some brief planning ahead, you can avoid this. You can use a wooden skewer or popsicle stick in place of your finger. Take the stick and insert it into the soil to the depth where the soil should be wet. For example, with a monstra, you should water when the soil is damp one or two inches below the surface. Measure and mark two inches of length on the stick and then place it into the soil at that depth. Now, rather than put your finger into the soil, you will pull up the stick, check, and water if the stick is dry. Generally, the stick will be dark with water, which means that you don't even need to feel the stick. You'll simply glance at it and know. Hmm, I don't hate this. You can also feel the thickness or droop of the leaves. If your plant is a succulent, or semi-succulent like a ZZ plant, 
then you'll be able to feel the fleshiness of the leaves. If the leaves feel thin and papery, then reach for your watering can. You may also notice the leaves looking more shriveled and brittle, another sign that it's past time to water. If you're looking for something more precise, a meter to measure the water in your soil can be purchased for a handful of dollars and will measure the dampness of the soil from 1 to 10. Riley, cover your ears, I have to say the M word. Covering now. This device is sold as a moisture meter in most cases. You can uncover your ears now, Riley. What do I do with the number after I measure the water in the soil? Generally, the meter will arrive with a guide to common plants. You have to know what the rating should be for each plant you possess. For Tyrannox, your rubber plant, you would want the level to be at 4. If you measure the soil and the level is greater than 4, do not water. If it's below 4, it's time to get the watering can out. What do you do? I have a meter and have put a popsicle stick in each houseplant with the appropriate meter number on it, so I never have to refer to any chart. That said, I'm able to eyeball it correctly, unless the humidity level is unusual. Eyeball it, you say? You know what I meant. Can't I just... get an app or something? If you're prepared to pay a fee for it, yes. Planta will tell you when to water your plant and give you precise watering instructions. Flourish will remind you when to water once you enter in the various plants in your care. That app is free. Oh, free is good. I should put in a sound effect for that. Here, say it again. Flourish is free. Give me another two of those. Flourish is free. Flourish is free? Great. I'll, uh, edit that later. Don't worry, you'll sound cool. Is it me, or has that soundboard of yours gotten more elaborate? Nope, probably your imagination. What about Pumpkin as a name? Do we like Pumpkin? I do not... loathe it. Pumpkin... Piper? Pebbles. Parker? Pumpkick? I'm not naming it after an offensive maneuver. People give pets weird names all the time. That does not make a term like shoulder tackle a name. There are limits. Fine. Peggy? Poggy? Poggy it is. You know, as names go, that is not the worst we could have done. And speaking of things that are not the worst, you, dear listeners... (coughs) What? I said that they're not the worst. So, since you are not the worst, which is extremely generous and thoughtful of me to say, you are invited back to Garden Plots with Skeletor in one month, where we will continue to improve your plant parenting capacities. Great. Done. Wait, no, don't stop recording yet. Okay. Ha ha ha! We've had some fun today, Riley. We have? Yes. But there's one thing that isn't so funny. Fiber. What are you doing? I don't know. But I don't think I can end the show without doing... Whatever this is. I think it's a side effect of the power of Grayskull. Um, okay. Gotta admit, I'm a little curious about how this is gonna play out. Go for it. Ha <laughs> ha, yes. In today's episode, Hordak's high-fiber diet caused some headaches for us here at Snake Mountain. But a diet that's high in fiber can be an important part of a healthy lifestyle. Fiber can lower cholesterol, help control blood sugar levels, and normalize bowel movements. Gross. So eat some fiber today, but use it responsibly. Because fiber may be nature's toothbrush for your colon, but nature's toothbrush for your teeth 
is a toothbrush. So regardless of your diet, it's important to brush after every meal, or you could end up with a different kind of ache in your head. A toothache. Remember, proper dental hygiene can give you the power of strong teeth and a healthy smile. Are you done for reals now? I think so? Well, you've been standing there motionless with your hands on your hips for a while now, so I'm gonna assume you're done. Wait. What's up? I don't know. Okay. Something's missing. Sure, alright. What? I don't know what. Well, that's super helpful, thanks. Can you... Do you have some... Uplifting music that you can put on? Uh, maybe? Let me see. How's this? No! This? That's terrible! Okay, but this one, though. That's worse! Now this one you'll like. I know for a fact this is the kind of thing you listen to while using the label maker to organize your seed caddy. That is a completely different triumphant activity! Is this a joke to you? No, but this one is. Riley! All right, all right. What about this? Thank you. Do you feel heroic? It's not terrible. Okay, well, I'm gonna stop recording. Do you want me to stop playing the music? No. Can you put it on repeat? I'll put it on repeat if you show me your podcast notes. They're there on the desk. Hey, all you have written down is the phrase Skeletor rules, and then it's a picture of you with little stink lines coming off of it? Those are not stink lines. I am clearly radiating knowledge and power. Also handsomeness. Whatever. Next time you want to draw stink lines on yourself, go get your own pen. We shall see, Riley. We shall see. <laughs> Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash garden plots with Skeletor. Thanks for listening.